listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Coming to you from the Windy City Slam Studios in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, this is Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on in everyone, Mike Pankow here, the founder and editor of WindyCitySlam.com and the host of Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome to episode number 138 and we welcome to the show... Cousins who will be facing off against each other at SSW's They're Here in Kenosha on Saturday night, October the 8th. It's the punk rock Prince Jordan Cross returning for his third appearance on the program. And for the very first time, the former ACW champion, Freak Show, Salem Crane. Plus, we're going to talk freelance wrestling. It's Trev Timber, fuckers. We'll run down that show. We'll preview a loaded weekend of action with Rocky Pro Wrestling, Northland Pro, POW Entertainment, and the return of Warrior Wrestling. And it all gets started right here, coming up next on Windy City Slam Podcast. Stay tuned. Wrestling fans often talk about psychology in the squared circle. But what about your individual psychology and mental health? The counselors at True Heights Treatment offer in-person or virtual appointments. To learn more, go to www.trueheightstx.com or give them a call at 708-248-7039. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your boy, Mason Perks, and you're listening to Windy City Slam, baby. The best podcast the shy has to offer on professional wrestling. So turn it up, turn up. It's your boy Mason Perks, and you're listening to Windy City Slam Podcast. Yeah. Back here on Windy City Slam, and we're going to take a quick look at the national scene with AEW. This past week was the Grand Slam over in New York. They had Dynamite. And they had Rampage at Arthur Ashe Stadium. And on Wednesday night, Dynamite, John Moxley defeats Brian Danielson to regain the AEW Championship. Congratulations to Mox on becoming the first ever three-time AEW World Champion. Plus, Soraya, formerly known as Paige in WWE, makes her return to a national wrestling company. She comes out. Not sure what her future is going to hold in AEW, whether she'll be cleared to compete, but very exciting to see her face again on television. And I met Paige twice in the past, once at the Squared Circle, and then once at Wizard World. Really, really cool person. Soraya is awesome, and it's great to see her back in professional wrestling. Local action. This past Friday night, Freelance Wrestling presented... It's Trev Tember, fuckers. And now that last word was not, it's not spelled like F-U, you know, on all that. It's with a P. 
you know, it's it's Trevor Outlaw's little gimmick, and he was the guy running things at Freelance Wrestling. It was a really fun show. Let's get into some of the action from that show. We had the six-person scramble. Alfonso Gonzalez defeats Acid Jazz, Darren Corbin, Guerrera de Blasenas, Chico Suave, and Craig Mitchell. Impressive win for former freelance world champion Storm Grayson. He pins the former progress champion Big Demo following the knee trigger. Pick and pop, Darius Latrell and Code Hernandez keep up their role. They defeat the young and upcoming team of Sky's the Limit, Xavier Sky and Saban Gage. And keep an eye on Sky's the Limit. They're going to be contenders at some point within the next year or so in freelance wrestling. Then we had the Freelance Legacy Championship. Brian Keith retains the title. He pins Myron Reed in yet another terrific match for Brian Keith. And all Brian Keith does in Freelance and Freelance Underground is show up and show out and just kick some major ass and put on some tremendous matches. And then we had Project Monix with James Russo at his side. He defeats Trey Lamar. For the Freelance Tag Team Championships, the Bang Bros retain the title as Davey Bang and August Matthews defeat the workhorsemen of Anthony Henry and J.D. Drake. That was a really, really good match. A lot of fun to watch those four men work in that ring. And then in the main event for the Freelance World Championship, and we actually thought we saw Calvin Tankman pull off another 30-second stunner by hitting the Tankman driver and pinning Robert Eagle Anthony to win the freelance title. But another referee comes from the back and says, there was no official bell. I mean, the official bell had never rung. The, the ring announcements weren't even completed. So the decision was voided. The match started from the beginning. And Robert Ego Anthony, along with Frank the Clown, retained the Freelance World Championship, as Ego pins Tankman following Frank's interference as Frank used the Freelance Frank title belt, smashed it in Tankman's face. Ego got the pin, and Ego and Frank escape atop of Freelance Wrestling. But my question is this, and I don't know if if some of these people that Frank works with at Warrior Wrestling, I mean, they're, they're kind of a little bit crazy. I mean... Tankman is with Frank the Clown at Warrior, as is Storm Grayson. And these are two guys that Robert Ego Anthony just had wars with over the past couple of months. So I don't know if Frank is brainwashing those guys, thinking like, you know, maybe they can get up in the world by teaming up with Frank at Warrior, even though Ego tries to beat them down at Freelance. It's, I guess it's just the pro wrestling in Chicago multiverse and Frank the Clown holds the key to it all. (laughs) We'll get into Warrior Wrestling in just a couple of minutes, and we're going to preview that show. But before we finish wrapping up Freelance, Trevor Outlaw returned, obviously. He did the color commentary for most of the show. He came out just before the main event to celebrate Trev Tember, but Marvelous Matt Nix comes out, ruins the party, challenges Trevor to a match next month at Freelance. So, That should be awesome. The return to the ring for Trevor Outlaw. He is 100% cleared. And in fact, on Twitter, Trevor Outlaw's attorneys have released the press release. I'm back. 
kind of like some other guy back in 1995 or so named Michael Jordan. I mean, okay. <laughs> also this past weekend, Saturday night, September the 24th, Black Label Pro presented a doubleheader of action, TurboGrafx 24, interesting tournament concept, 12 first round matches comprised the first show, and then the winners of all of those matches went into second round triple threats. So a definitely an interesting looking bracket and how it broke down. One of the triple threats was not a triple threat though, because one of the first round matches went to a, a, a draw or a double knockout or whatever. So one of the second round matches was just a one-on-one -on -one affair. Just very interesting format. And I thought it actually was kind of cool. And some of the highlights from the show, we had former AEW wrestler Bobby Fish defeat Kevin Blackwood. Black Label Pro heavyweight champion Calvin Tankman retains over Trisha Dora. And in the TurboGrafx 24 finals, and this was also for the Black Label Pro Midwest Championship, Joshua Bishop retains the title by defeating Eric Stevens. Now, Bishop won the title earlier in the evening in one of those second round triple threat matches when he defeated Colby Carino and Filthy Tom Lawler, who was the incumbent champion at that point. Very interesting. It titles on the line within the tournament. And then Joshua Bishop ends up winning the whole thing. And this guy is going to be a pretty big star in the next couple of years. You got to keep your eyes on him. He's big. He's agile. He's rough and tough. I, I think Joshua Bishop's going to be big time very, very soon. And also, this past Saturday night, September the 24th, Crash Tested Wrestling presented Whiplash in Hobart, Indiana. We had Jed Williamson, the CEO of Crash Tested on last week as a guest. And if you want to go back and listen to that, it's on the archives and at WindyCitySlam.com. In the CTW Lethal Lottery Tournament, Gunner Brave and Damian Tyler won their matches and advanced further on into the tournament. All right, this coming weekend, we have four shows to highlight. First of all, October the 1st, that's this Saturday, Rocket Pro Wrestling presents Darkness Falls at St. Joe's Park in Joliet. Aaron Stone takes on the Ryan Matthews. And then we have the first of two triple threat qualifying matches for the Rocket to the Top briefcase match at November's Harvest Havoc. It will be the Boomstick 12 Gauge versus Bad Buns Justin Fowler against Axel Rico. And I'm just feeling Axel Rico's got some momentum. He's going to lick his wounds from his match with Joey Jet Avalon at CSW a couple of weeks ago. And he's going to win that match and qualify. That's just my feel. And then we have an eight-man tag team match. Those damn coyotes of Connor Hopkins, Brooks Berna, and Damian DeShane, along with the new Rocket Pro Intercounty Champion, Maximus Orion, taking on the fabulous idols, Damian Gray, Kevin Cade, Ruthless Rockin' Rivera, and Johnny Nye. Rocket Pro Outer Limits Champion, Gunner Brave, and I don't believe this is a title match, but if it is, it's a hell of a match either way. Gunner Brave takes on Freelance Underground Independent Champion, Storm Grayson, who's making his debut at Rocket Pro Wrestling. This should be one hell of a match. Could be the show stealer of the entire night. And then we have the other triple threat qualifying match for the Rocket to the Top briefcase match. 
Shaq Jordan, the most valuable player, Russell TD, and Hot Rod, Daddy Andy. That's going to be really, really good as well. I'm kind of leaning Shaq Jordan in this one. Then we have what should be another hell of a match. Quinn Wittick takes on the Shogun, Chris Logan. Intriguing six-man tag team match. We have the Kings of the Six, Skylar Reed and Devin August, and a mystery partner taking on the former Rocket Pro Tag Team Champions and guys that have had some serious issues over the last couple of weeks or so. No Coast, Joey Blues and Brian Crazer. Those two got to figure out what's going on between each other. And then you add the element of a mystery partner. So it could be pretty crazy in that one. Rocket Pro Championship, Cody James, the winner of last month's Rocket Rumble. He takes on old evil Christian Rose as Rose will defend the title against Cody Country. And then the main event, the casket match. All day, Marche Rocket faces the icon Grin. It will be Grin's one-year anniversary of returning to local wrestling when he showed up last year in Rocket Pro. Now it's a grudge match between Marche and Grin. Should be good stuff there. However, that is not the only casket match happening in Chicagoland Independent Wrestling on Saturday night, October 1st. Because Northland Pro presents Nightmare on the Square, Flores Banquet Hall in Woodstock, and in the main event there, casket match. And this is even crazier. We have the Northland Pro champion and the all-heel wrestling Midwestern champion. And he could also be the Rocket Pro champion at this point, Cody James. He's doing double duty. He's taking on Eric Schultz. And this is going to be really interesting because Eric Schultz has been retained by All Heel Wrestling. They just had a big match a few weeks ago up in Lake Geneva. And I will expect to see some company from All Heel Wrestling. So Nate Peppel will have to be ready for some company. Also Saturday night, October the 1st, we have Pow Entertainment's Road to Wrestle Raid show. They're just about a month away from big Wrestle Rage 20 coming up. And this is at the American Legion at the Drop Zone Bar in Fox Lake. Just a few of the matches that have been announced so far. Former POW champion Tyler Sullivan faces the number one contender, Mateo Valentine. Then we have Revolution, Jimmy Blaze and Eric Freedom, taking on SCW Invaders, Hunter Payne and Marco Anthony. Another battle of SCW versus POW, we have Aaron Xavier versus Scott Spade, along with Tiny. And in a tag team match, SCW Invader and POW Entertainment champion Max Holiday teams up with the Irish car bomb Sean Mulligan to take on modern decay of Kazile and Tommy McCobb. Also this weekend, Sunday, October the 2nd, Warrior Wrestling returns to Marion Catholic High School to where it all began with Warrior Wrestling 25. That show kicks off at 4 p.m. There'll be a fan fest from 1.30 to 3.30, and the matches are as follows, and some of these are really amazing matches. We have the Lucha Bros from AEW taking on Brian Cage and Gringo Loco. Warrior Wrestling Championship, Casey Navarro, makes his second title defense 
as he takes on former Warrior Wrestling Champion, Trey Miguel. Eddie Kingston faces Calvin Tankman with Frank the Clown in his corner. We kind of alluded to that earlier. Then, the Briscoe Brothers take on Myron Reed and Zachary Wentz, the Little Rascals. Then in women's action, Sky Blue against Queen Amanada. Then it's J.J. Garrett making his Warrior Wrestling debut, taking on Storm Grayson, and Storm will have Frank in his corner as well. And Sam Beal takes on Warrior Wrestling debuting artist, Jordan Cross. That's right. Jordan will be having his first main card match at Warrior Wrestling. We talk a little bit about that with Jordan Cross, who joins us along with Salem Crane in a matter of moments right here on Windy City Slam. And Frank the Clown, Frank, 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 if you mess around in that Eddie Kingston-Calvin Tankman match, I'm telling you, my man, you're going to get bitch slapped, and you're going to get bitch slapped worse than the Rams got bitch slapped by the Bills a few weeks ago. So major point of caution, my clown friend, Frank the Clown, beware. All right, coming up in a matter of moments. Jordan Cross, Salem Crane, we're talking SSWs, they're here, right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. Stay tuned. Want to get more customers for your business? Promoters, do you want more exposure for your upcoming event? Windy City Slam Podcast can be your tag team partner. Advertise with Windy City Slam and reach wrestling fans in the Chicagoland area and in the Midwest. Message us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or email MikePankow at WindyCitySlam.com. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-N-K-O-W at WindyCitySlam.com. All right, back here on Windy City Slam Podcast, and I'm very excited to welcome our guests for this week. In fact, they are cousins who will be facing each other at SSW. They're here in Kenosha on October the 8th. It'll be the punk rock prince, Jordan Cross, and former ACW champion, Freak Show, Salem Crane. Guys, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us, Mike. Yep, let's get into it. Saturday night, October the 8th, SSW and Sports and Signings presents They're Here with WWE legend, Fred Ottman, a.k.a. Tugboat, Typhoon, Shockmaster, Big Steel Man. He's had many gimmicks in his career. And then we have AEW Tag Team Champion, Max Caster of the Acclaimed, plus AEW Star Sky Blue, and so much more. And it's going to be at the Brat Stop in Kenosha, just north of Illinois-Wisconsin border. VIPs enter at 6.30, doors at 7, the bell at 7.30. So now you guys... Are going to be in the main event, right? We that are correct. Yeah. So Jordan, you're going to be with Billy Wack, obviously taking on your cousin Salem Crane. So your guys' relationship, um, Jordan, you were telling me uh, before the show that you guys weren't super close when you were younger, but the last maybe six or seven years, you guys have gotten a lot closer. Yeah, that's very true. There was a point where I just hadn't seen Salem that. Uh, Hadn't seen him in quite a while, and we actually bumped into each other at a pro wrestling blitz show, and it's kind of been history since. We both did our own thing our way, and now we're kind of meeting back up at the thing that brought us together. Yeah, that, I'd say that's very accurate. Like, there's 
it's a weird thing with the, even our age range. Like I grew up with Ryan Cross more so than Jordan Cross. And then when I moved north, Jordan was hitting that age when I left. Like it was just a very weird timing. And then, yeah, I was pretty just by chance at that pro wrestling, the Blitz show, clearly because of Razor Ramon for myself. And, you know, we were just marks. <laughs> so how much older are you, uh, Salem, than uh, Jordan? Uh, I think, what, like 10 years, Jordan? Nine? How old are you? I'm 22. Yeah, 10. So that's kind of quite a bit of a spread there. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. So you guys facing off in the ring. This is the first time you guys have actually wrestled on a show, or has there been other uh, matches you guys had around the Midwest? You want to go for you want to go first on that one? Yeah, I'll go on that one. Yeah, so we have never had a singles match. We just recently had a tag team match. I teamed with my dad, Ryan Cross, with uh, for Raging Pro Wrestling up in Green Bay against uh, Skits and Salem. Mm-hmm. Very, very interesting. Now, Salem, let's talk a little bit about your character and the whole dark carnival type thing. And last year, I got to see you wrestle with the Brothers of Funstruction at SSW in a six-man tag. And that was a really fun match. And you, your guys' personalities kind of meshed really, really well in there. Yeah. Yeah, I, lo- I love those two to death. That's that's always a good time, whether you're against them or with them. It was very nice to be with them that night. It was a big one for me. It's coming. That's my home base. And before I actually like started training, those were the guys I watched very closely, obviously pretty influenced by that. So it was nice to have people see that happen and it actually mesh as well as it did. That was a really fun match. Now, were you always kind of this character as Salem Crane or were you something else when you first started? No, this was it. This was kind of the brainchild from the get-go when I started. Um, I always knew when I got in, I wanted to be a face paint guy. I was very influenced by Animal and Sting. So, and then as I got further along, I got really into Sin Bodhi on the indie scene. He's one that I've had the pleasure of meeting and working with. And a lot of it's modeled after what he's done. And there's a whole flurry of the dark side guys that I kind of like pick and choose from, but still make it my own thing. No, me and Jordan both were told if you can wrap your gimmick up in one sentence, that's kind of the goal. So I can pretty much just say heavy metal carny guy and you'll get what I'm saying. Yeah. So what about last year too? Where uh, on the very same show that I was just talking about with you teaming sure. up with the Brothers of Funstruction, you also had Kevin Thorne and Gangrel on that show as well. I mean, what that's kind of cool to see all you guys of the, the same kind of personality kind of come together there. Right. Yeah, and it wasn't was it it was October, wasn't it? Yeah, like October, yeah, October 9th or something. Yeah, that's oh. a, that's like a dream situation, just Halloween show. Yeah. <laughs> Being the ACW champion recently, I know it wasn't a really long reign or anything. Hey, hey, hey. What what was it like to kind of hit the top oh. of that promotion because they they've had some pretty good people there and the show you won the title at, I believe was really really loaded with talent. Yeah, it was the I mean, that was my goal when I started training there. Like, I didn't know there were schools up here for the longest time. I'd always, like, talk to Ryan Cross about the possibility of me doing it someday. But, you know, wrestlers hear that all the time from fans. Like, I grew up watching him do it, but I just knew in me I had had to do it at some point. So I met Hornswoggle through him. They had known each other for a long time, Nick Colucci. And the, your first month there, they make you write your entire list of goals. And I wanted to be their first student to actually make that happen. So for it to happen, I look, it was pretty crazy. I mean, it was 
I think I think we had like fifteen hundred that night. It's not the same venue we did prior, but it was Dan. I mean, Danhausen was there, just flood, full, filled the building up. Eric Bischoff, Conrad was hanging out, which was awesome. I love Conrad, but it was like a big culmination moment for myself. Like I put in a lot of work throughout the state of Wisconsin. Obviously, want to expand more of that. COVID's kind of slowed down so I can finally get back towards you guys down in Chicago. But uh, I was a crazy moment. I mean, the card had to change. Like there, Alistair Black was supposed to be there and then his flight could not happen. Like it physically couldn't happen. They kept trying and trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So it turned from a singles match with myself and Justin Dredd into a four-way real quick with Nick Colucci actually returning from injury and then Adam Grace thrown in as well. So a lot of different styles hodgepodge into one crazy match. And I took a lot of very crazy, stupid bumps in that match. I felt that for quite a while. And congratulations on being the ACW champion uh, earlier this year. That's a really cool okay. thing. A little nice little feather in your cap there. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I like throwing that on the resume. It's not so bad. I can always throw it in Hornswoggle's face now too, which is really fun to do. <laughs> Now, uh, either one of you guys, Jordan or Salem, um, do you guys actually kind of get together and kind of roll around at all every so often? Do you guys train together? Uh, tra- I don't know. Not tra- the Training-wise, we bounce ideas off each other probably, what, every day, I'd say, Jordan? <laughs> we text every day, but I don't know. Have we ever just rolled around? I don't think so. I think it's just like a broad stop. We've like just locked up and chained around a bit, but we've never really done anything crazy because, yeah, you were at a different school and – I was up here, yeah. Just the two. It's only it's only two hours, but it's crazy what two hours can do with time. And yep. there's so many companies, and like everything's just always happening wrestling wise now. So going back to the big show, they're here, and this is a loaded card. And Jordan, you're going to have Billy Whack in your corner, and you had him in your corner last year too for your match. I guess I believe it was Jay Bradley, right? Yes, it was. And now, uh, what's your relationship with Billy Wack? Now, he's a guy that people in the Chicago area scene really know very well going back to the LWF. So what's your connection with Billy? Well, he managed my dad and Jeff Luxon for Pro Wrestling Blitz. um, And he obviously, he led them to multiple tag team championship reigns there. And he hasn't done a lot lately in terms of managing, but me and him and my dad, obviously, those two are very close. And we're into a lot of the same stuff. And I think he just sees me as the like the next generation of uh, views and skills and abilities that he can resonate with. He likes punk rock. He likes Star Wars. He likes G.I. Joe. And he likes wrestling. So it's, it's essentially just an older version of me. So I think that kind of helps throw us together. And now we're just kind of a pair at SSW. And he's a Masters of the Universe guy, guy, too. He is a big Masters of the Universe guy. Yeah, and I'm a- I know that. And I love Masters of the Universe too. I had all the original line toys pretty much, uh, all except maybe a couple toward the end. But yeah, my mom's attic is filled with them right now. So <laughs> one of these days, I'm going to get up there and get all those out and see what I got. You That's need pictures good. for Billy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so when you guys actually step into this ring for the main event on the 8th, what's it going to be like? I mean, <laughs> now friendships are going to be thrown out the window, obviously. And uh, yeah, yeah. What's it going to be like? Um, uh, well, uh, I don't know if I'd say friendships are going to be thrown out the window, but luckily we're cousins and not friends because we're going to probably just, and obviously there's a mutual respect, but may the best man win. I'm not yeah. holding back. I can guarantee you he's not holding back. And I think it's no, just going to be 
true test is and I'll go. Yeah, I'll go red mode on you. I gotta I gotta ignore who you are for a few minutes. Hopefully yeah. a few minutes. <laughs> Let's go a little inside baseball on this. Now, now is it going to be determined on the flow of the match and how the crowd reacts? Maybe Salem, you're going to act a little more heelish at some point, or maybe kind of get a little heat in the match. Maybe make Jordan a little bit more of the ultimate baby face, or is it just something you guys are just going to play by ear? I think that's a play by ear for sure. That's one. It's, it's going to be a divided house, but a lot of the people aren't going to be, they're going to be torn in half because they want us both. So it's going to be that family feud word is very accurate for this situation. There is no telling what will happen once we get out there. Who knows? Maybe his, uh, maybe he snaps, maybe I snap, maybe we both snap. Maybe we just shake hands and have a good night. I don't know. (laughs) Funny thing is, Jordan, I do remember about a year ago, we were talking about you appearing at Berwyn Championship Wrestling in a multiple man match. And Robert Ego Anthony wanted you to be a heel and I was like, I don't know if Jordan can be a heel. <laughs> I, I started that match as a heel. That is correct. But I don't think I ended the match as a heel. <laughs> Sorry, Rob. I remember that match. Yeah, you told yeah. me that night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I first person I texted was Salem. And I said, I, I'm heel. I, question mark? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Crowd didn't allow it, at least. That's always fun when the crowd just organically makes it happen. Like They did not allow it. Nope. Look at, I mean, look at if you look at me, I thought I'd be a career heel just by my get up, but then organically up north here, I've had no choice. So you got to give the people what they want sometimes. Exactly. You guys aren't going to hug it out in the ring, are you? God, <laughs> hugging's uh. so in right now, man. <laughs> hugging's like the cool wrestling thing to do nowadays. Everybody hugs. Well, I guess we'll see what happens during the course of that match. Oh, yeah. All, all I want is someone to have a sign that says, I hope they just have fun. <laughs> and that, I, I, yeah, we'll sign it we'll both sign that it sounds yes good. there we go all right looking at the rest of this card it's going to be a damn good card in my opinion you have cal hero the young up-and-comer who's really making a name for himself not only in wisconsin but in ovw as well i just saw him at the wrestling showcase up in schaumburg a couple weeks ago he looked really really good there he's taking out a guy that's been in the business for 30 years Superstar Steve Boz. Now, yeah. did you say thirty? Boz hit thirty years. Yeah, something like that. Unreal. Yeah. Good God, he looks better than half the locker room still. No kidding. That's gonna be amazing. I, I mean, I just saw Boz over at CSW a little over a week ago, and that guy is just ripped. I mean, he's like two yeah. years younger than I am, and I probably look like twenty years older. Boz does not age. He doesn't. He, he ages like one. He gets in better shape as he gets older. Yeah. Is the he, Keanu Reeves of Chicago wrestling? Is that what you're telling me? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he and Vic Capri look like the, they could both be about 28. I mean, they, they literally do neither one. They're, I think they're vampires. That might be the key. Vic <laughs> is for sure. Vic, Vic 100%. 100%. 100% vampire. Calling y'all. And then we have the first of two women's matches on the show. AEW star and former CSW women's champion, Sky Blue, taking on Shelly the Bombshell. This should be pretty, pretty cool. Hey, there's a there's a kink thrown in there. Did you, you didn't hear about that? The little monkey wrench thrown in? What's the monkey wrench? 
Sky is teaming with her uncle Doug Simmons against Shelly the Bombshell and Dave Rydell. Oh, what? so now it's a mixed tag. It is right. a mixed tag match. Okay, because originally it was supposed to be one-on-ones with those. Apart. Both of them were one-on-ones, but we figured how fitting would it be to have Sky and Uncle Doug team up once again. That's going to be awesome. That's going to be pretty incredible, yeah. Because now- sure you've noticed Uncle Doug doesn't have too much to do in the ring these days, but when he does, it's only for his niece and nephew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's unfortunate because I thought – Fusion was going to have matches like that too. And, you know, the whole thing with Fusion kind of breaking down. And I won't get into that here, obviously, because there's a whole lot more behind the scenes stuff. But, uh, you mm-hmm. know, it's great to see Doug and Sky be able to team up here. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. All right. Then we have Jordan, your dad, Ryan Cross, and Jeff Luxon, Dr. Jeff, The Express, taking on Paulie Tomaselli. And it was supposed to be. The ice pick, Vic Capri, but he's now out with injury. So we have a mystery partner situation. So either, you know, no matter who they pick, it's going to be pretty interesting to see how it turns out. Paulie has a lot of history with the Express. So whatever way it goes, whoever that tag partner is, I can guarantee you it's going to be a throwdown. Oh, yeah. And my question is with the Express. They lost the SSW Tag Team Championships last year to the Faces of Fear. Now, are we ever going to see the Faces of Fear defend those titles? Well, they also happen to have Mad Mark in their corner. And if anyone knows anything about Mad Mark, I, maybe he stole the belts back. He could have probably gone to Florida and stolen the belts back from Haku. I don't know. <laughs> I, I would wondering. not try to steal anything from Haku, man. That, that's a no-go. Yeah. I was wondering how what was going on with those belts. I mean, are they? <laughs> yeah, I, who knows? All right. Um. Now, also the second women's match of the night, and this is going to be for the first ever SNS Women's Championship: Stacy Shadows versus Brooke Tanner. That is accurate. Brooke Tanner actually just walked in the door. Very weird timing. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> podcast brooke want to say hi no he's <laughs> got home from work ah gotcha you gotta love a uh, live recording sometimes you never know who's gonna walk in i feel Where'd like any anytime i'm on this show someone walks in this yeah. is the third we're three and three now <laughs> i'm good it didn't even it's like mike said literally said brooke tanner and i heard the door open that was the best part of it all <laughs> that's good stuff right there man can't beat it. That one. That one's gonna be wild, man. That's like, that's a that's a big one for both Brooke and Stacy. They're been friends for a long time, but you know Stacy doesn't hold anything back. I'm a little, <laughs> hoping Brooke doesn't get hit in the face a little too hard. But. Yeah, Stacy Shadows and uh, Mel Cruz, obviously the maidens of iron, well known yeah. in the Midwest. So that I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing both of them throw down. Oh yeah. All right, and then we have. Now that Dave Rydell and Doug Simmons are not going one-on-one, they're going into that mixed tag with Sky Blue and Shelly the Bombshell, we do have a four-way match with TW3, Mason Conrad, Notorious Adam Grace, and Mikey Wild. Yeah, that one's going to be a mix of styles. I think we got one person representing four different companies, um, TW3 representing GLCW, Mason Conrad representing Galley, Mikey Wild representing uh threat level wrestling 
I think so. Yeah, I think it's the right level. And Adam Grace representing ACW. So yeah. that is going to be a battle of the border. Mm-hmm. And are there any other matches that, and obviously stuff kind of comes together last minute. Sometimes you get like you get a dark match or you get a match that you don't expect. Any other matches like being planned at this point? I know uh, nothing. The Trip Jordy and uh, the mysterious pro wrestling regi- legend, Dr. X. Trip Jordy, uh, formerly of Black Dave Academy, now of the Nightmare Factory, trained by Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes. What a mix. Wow. Taking on a uh, many-year, I won't put a number on it, many-year vet, uh, Dr. X. You sure you don't want to put a number on it? I would love to put I, a number on it. I'm not putting a number on that one. I'd love to hear a number, just to be possible <laughs> messages. I would love to. just If you just threw out any number, what would it be? 30. Okay. But I don't think it's that high. And then, also, <laughs> and then also on the show, we'll have Fred Ottman, we'll have Max Caster signing autographs, taking pictures with fans, plus pretty much all of the talent from SSW will be out there hawking their wares, taking pictures, signing autographs, doing their thing. So it's really, really cool. Very family-friendly event. And also, before the main bell starts... We have Kenosha's Hometown Hero Award, and that will be presented to Army veteran Noah Rosales. So that's a very cool thing that you guys do as well. Yeah, Noah's a great guy. We've been friends with the family for a very long time, and I couldn't think of a better hometown hero to receive this award than Noah. And now, uh, Jordan, a little bit more of a personal question for you outside of SSW. You'll be making your main card debut for Warrior Wrestling on Sunday, October the 2nd. Very excited about this. You're going to be taking out a Trey Miguel guy in Sam Beal. That's going to be a fight. Uh, I've known Sam for quite a while now. I've been around him a lot recently. And, um, well, he was talking some trash on Twitter. I don't know what that's about. I thought we were cool. But, you know, may the best man win. I, I did not work this hard for Warrior and sit there scratch and claw my way to the main card to go out without putting up a good fight. Well, yeah, all those times that you drove Thunderosa to and from the airport, partying with her, celebrating birthdays with her, and picking up other talents from the airport and running around like a crazy maniac, getting kendo stick shots from Robert Ego Anthony. I mean, you definitely earned this spot on this card. Yeah, it's uh, it has been quite the journey, but you know what? I think it's made me the competitor I am today, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Now, Salem, you and Jordan have both been on AEW Dark. So what was that experience like for you? I mean, that was pretty wild. I mean, you get to, the full crazy experience. Like you, you never, like when I first started, it wasn't really on my mind and then now it's kind of like me and jordan talk about it regularly you go in those the mentality completely changes once you're there you realize it's actually attainable if you just keep going at it it's like he's had luck like it's fun for me to see it's not like i just wish i could be there more with him like obviously real life gets in the way sometimes with work and travel but uh, after i don't know after this new year we're gonna see we're gonna me and jordan might be packing some cars and making some extra miles. So hopefully we really expand. Yeah. Would you guys um, consider going a little bit farther out of the Midwestern area, like Illinois, Wisconsin and that? Oh yeah. No, I just, I got some real cool um, 
connections i'm hoping for some ohio stuff coming up too it's all pretty much after like my my year's already kind of set i don't like i'm not not like every date's filled but i do got to have time for my real life too and then um, right after the new year i'm going to really reevaluate and start making some priorities but ohio's really high on my list currently all right before i let you guys go I would like you to go ahead and share it with your with us, your social media, whatever merchandise you might have, and up many upcoming shows that you might have. And first things first, I'll let Salem go since he's the new guy on the show. You can just it's Salem Crane for anything. I don't I'm not as fancy dandy over here as old Jordan with the tweets and the Twitters, but Instagram and uh Facebook are my most used. I do have to work on the old Twitter game, but maybe maybe that after the new year as well here. We'll see. I I got to go to the little young gun here for advice on socials, but other than that merch, I mean, I got all the gimmicks and the carny. So you got, I got a spin wheel. It's a dollar to spin. You can win all my little prizes. Otherwise I got t-shirts, eight by tens, can koozies, all sorts of stuff. So just pop by and I can, they can talk forever. So easy that way too. I'll talk to anybody, but come see what I got. And speaking of that young gun, for the third time on this show, Jordan Cross. Now go ahead and share your social and your merch and upcoming shows you got. All right. Um, all of my social media is at the Jordan Cross. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I think I have a TikTok. I don't know how to use it. I don't go on there, but I think I have one. Um, merch, Pro Wrestling Tees. Otherwise, come see me at a show. I almost always have something. Uh, upcoming shows uh, September I am off but October 2nd I have Warrior Wrestling in Chicago Heights October 8th I have SSW at the Broad Stop in Kenosha October 14th I have Big Time Wrestling in Homer Glen and then October 15th I have GLCW Dance Party 2 with Scotty Tuhati in Cedarburg Salem, Jordan, thank you very much for coming on. It was great to have you guys talk about your match coming up on Saturday night, October the 8th. SSW's there here at the Brat Stop in Kenosha. I will be there at ringside taking pictures. Very excited to see you guys go at it one-on-one. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Fun time talking to cousins Jordan Cross and Salem Crane. SSW's There Here is going to be a great show. We'll talk a little bit more about that next week. And on next week's episode, we're going to have plenty on our plate with a bunch of local action, plus a look ahead at WWE's Extreme Rules. Plus, we welcome for the very first time, Made for TV, Tully Burrelli. Right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. So long, everybody.